This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. We're going to get right into it for Thursday Night Football. We've got a showdown slate between the Carolina Panthers and one of the worst teams in the league in the Houston Texans. Uh, I mean, the, the Panthers are eight and a half point favorites, you know, 43 overall over under total. I mean, this is going to be an ugly game, but we have to try to figure out ways of making ourselves somewhat unique uh, and, you know, we could get cute with it, but realistically, I would still say if you're only playing one to five lineups, you have to just go in and lock in Christian McCaffrey as your captain play or your MVP play if you're talking about FanDuel. It's just too obvious of a play, especially with a site like FanDuel that's touchdown dependent. Uh, McCaffrey's going to get all the work for Carolina's offense, especially in the red zone. You have to consider McCaffrey as the captain. You know, if you're only playing a couple of lineups, it doesn't make sense trying to get cute with it because realistically you're not going to get there with another captain, uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, barring, you know, some fluke head injury, uh, you know, and we don't factor it. We don't, obviously we don't factor in injuries when we're talking DFS, but like realistically, there's not that many ways where McCaffrey does not get there with as much workload as he cares with Carolina's offense from, uh, running and receiving standpoint because they'll just throw it out to him in the flat. That's why I say in the red zone, he is the number one, two, and three targets in the red zone. They, they're going to find a way to get him the ball. Now, if you're playing multiple lineups like I am and you're going, you know, 20, 30, you know, 40, I, I'm not going 150. I know folks who are, but uh, obviously, but uh, I'm not going that far. I think the other guys you could consider would be DJ Moore, uh, Darnold's in play. If you think uh, Darnold's is going to have a good passing day, like for 300 yards, and uh, it's going to sling the ball around and spread it around. Realistically, I would say, you know, if you're not going McCaffrey, you should be going either to uh, DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson as the captain, as opposed to Darnold. Because if you play Darnold, you have to play two pass catchers uh, with him in the captain. And the thing of it is, is that you gotta, you gotta start hoping that it's a pass catch, but it's not necessarily a touchdown for CMC because if it's a touchdown for CMC and you're playing Darnold captain, a passing touchdown is four receiving touchdown six. You're always going to be behind the eight ball. Even if you set your rule and you have McCaffrey as one of the pass catchers, it's a, it's a negative play in a sense 
because the uh, the uh, CMC captain uh, uh, plays that it's going to be the chalk are going to overtake you. Like that that's the thing. You have to hope that it's a passing touchdown for Darnold. That's not to McCaffrey. So that's why I say you know realistically, it may not be the case. But even if it is, it's like you're probably better off getting the volume play of a DJ Moore, or Robbie Anderson. And even then, I would still say uh, DJ Moore is the volume play. Robbie Anderson's more of the big play. If you think uh, Darnold's able to catch uh, the Texans sleeping for like a 50-yard bomb, uh, Robbie Anderson would be more in play there. You know, that's where I'm kind of leaning towards uh, in terms of the captain. But I, I think I'm probably going to have like 80% CMC captain. And yes, I, I know the figures will say, well, if there's so much captain ownership on CMC, doesn't it make it uh, a bad play? And I would say no, because there are too many routes to get there with McCaffrey, whereas you need a lot of breaks for McCaffrey not to end up in the winter somehow. It's just it's very, very hard, barring injury, to see a scenario where McCaffrey does not somehow end up in the winning lineup, uh, in at least in the flex. Uh, you know, captain maybe... Uh, we get some receiving touchdowns uh, and, mul- and by receiving touchdowns, I mean multiple receiving touchdowns by a receiver to outscore McCaffrey. That's basically what it takes. Or Darnold just has an amazing day throwing to multiple receivers. But even then, when it's multiple receivers, they're all accruing the point. So it's, you know, it's hard for Darnold to get there on his own unless, you know, he sneaks it in. It, it It's just... Like I said, it's just too hard to get away from uh, CMC when he's 85% of Carolina's offense. I mean, we looked at the numbers last year. He was responsible for 85% of their offense. It's just hard to get off of that. I- I'm sorry. It-, it just is. Now, in terms of the flex spots, I am going to try to keep this as straightforward as possible. I really think you should only be playing one, at most two Texans. I am fading the backup QB, uh, Mills. There's no way I'm playing him at 8,200. He's not even a top, like, prospect as a QB. He was a middling QB at best at Stanford. There's no way I'm playing him at all. Uh, So it really comes down to one or two players on the Texans. You could, if you think it goes into blowout script, you could play... Anthony Miller and David Johnson together uh, because uh, they would be the pass catching options uh, for underneath stuff if they're just doing dump offs. Um, Miller would be playing in the slot. David Johnson to catch him flat out in the back. Yes, uh, you could always play Brandon Cooks, but the problem with Brandon Cooks is he's ten. Uh, he's over ten k on DraftKings. He's just so expensive that it's really hard justifying. That price tag, you need Cooks to have a monster game. Like, either he's got to score at least a touchdown, or, and that's the thing, I I just think he has to score a touchdown, to be perfectly honest. It's just, I don't see any other way for him to get there with a 10K price tag. It's like, it's boxing you into a corner that he has to score uh, to uh, pay off any value. It's just, he's too expensive otherwise which is why I'm probably not playing Cooks and just sliding towards Miller 
And, you know, I may just go 5-1 builds, to be honest. I don't like that many options on the Texans. I, I, get, I threw out David Johnson. Mark Ingram can also get some carries, so he's probably the primary down back. But Philip Lindsay gets carries in there as well. It's a mess. Like, Rex Burkhead uh, played a bunch of snaps. Like, he might get some looks as well. Uh, you know, the Texans running back situation is also a pain to sort out, which is why I think for my main build, I'm probably just going to lean towards uh, the concept of, you know, not going crazy, uh, figuring out uh, which uh, which uh, which play I'm going to use for the Texans and just saying, you know what? It doesn't matter who on the Texans I'm going to. This team's terrible. I'm going to focus on Carolina. And if I'm focusing on Carolina, I like McCaffrey. I like DJ Moore. And you can, you can still pair it up with Sam Darnold. And then if we want to get creative, I think there's a viable opportunity to play Chubba Hubbard, who is the backup running back. And you're going to ask, why would I play the backup running back? Because realistically, if Carolina gets up multiple scores, they like played on Sunday. They're having a short week here. Why would you run McCaffrey into the ground when you're up multiple scores? You're going to give the ball to Hubbard if you're up two scores and it's late in the third quarter. You can get Hubbard for all the carries late in the third into the fourth quarter, and Hubbard can get there if he gets in the end zone. He's only 3,200. To me... I think people are going to go with Zane, uh, Zane Gonzalez, the kicker, uh, who will probably kick uh, two or three field goals. But I think you can get Hubbard, and I think Hubbard can get double digits. And, you know, I'm probably going to play both Gonzalez and Hubbard uh, just because I want to save salary. But Terrence Marshall is also in play uh, in, the wide, uh, in the wide receiver position because, I, like I said, if they get up big – why are they going to keep running out their starters? There doesn't make any sense to keep running out the starters. They're, they're probably going to go with take it out, Darnold, uh, take it out, uh, Moore and Anderson, and then you can probably get Marshall and Hubbard in there uh, to do some damage. So again, you can get creative with this, but it, you have to kind of stick with the script. My script is the Texans are terrible. So if they get up big, realistically. I mean, if Carolina gets up big, realistically, they're going to pull their starters. So you have to start thinking about who's going to be able to get run in the second half. And I think the most obvious candidates are Hubbard and Terrence Marshall, uh, the running back and a wide receiver. Marshall will run you 4K. Uh, But, you know, I think between the three of them, uh, Zane Gonzalez, Chubba Hubbard, and uh, Terrence Marshall, I think you should probably have at least two of them. Mandatory, you got to have one of them, in my opinion. You can you can get creative with some other uh, some other guys on the roster because you know it's showdown. Anything can happen. They can throw out some we, uh, weird formation uh, trick play that they've been working on in practice that they're not going to use any other time of the season because it was a short week. Because uh, you know they're tr- they're trying to catch guys off guard uh, and not run the main offense because they didn't have time to like. Go through a full game plan. So they could do more trick play stuff. You never know. So that's where I'm more of the opinion. Uh, you know, let's try to get a base uh, of going about it. And the other the other th- key point I should t- touch upon before I sign off is uh, the defense. 
So Carolina's defense is 6.2K. The problem with that is, even though I know the Texans are terrible, at 6.2K, Carolina's defense has to score a touchdown to pay off value compared to some of the other options I rattled off. So Carolina's defense somehow has to score somewhere between 12 and 15 points to pay off that 6K price tag. I think there's too many opportunities for some of these other bench players to put up and get to the 10-point range that the roster construction of fitting in Carolina's defense, if you try to fit in Carolina's defense with uh, uh, McCaffrey, you have to leave someone off. And you're probably pivoting from DJ Moore to Robbie Anderson, which can be okay, but if Robbie Anderson doesn't get a deep pass, Moore's going to outscore him. That's just pretty much a fact. He's just going to get more volume. So it, it, it just forces you into a construction, in my opinion, when you play Carolina's defense, that you have to downgrade at the wide receiver spot and take on more variance in, in terms of uh, Robbie Anderson. And to me, I, I, I get it, but I don't necessarily think that it's going to get to the finish line. And I think the general public is also going to be more not even thinking about that and just saying Houston sucks. I'm going to play Carolina defense anyway, because I know Houston sucks. So even then you're not even getting that different from the general population that's playing showdown slates. So in my opinion, it it just makes it a a less optimal play uh, from my standpoint. So, uh, that that's uh, that's where I'm leaning towards uh, in terms of this showdown slate. Uh, like I said, I was going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, 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 McCaffrey captain. Um, I, I want to play Hubbard. I still like Zane Gonzalez. And, you know, depending on uh, the how you want to go, you have some routes on the Carolina side. But on the Houston side, if I'm playing just one person and that's where I'm leaning towards, and my build, Anthony Miller at 1K for the Texans, I think is the lock play uh, just to do that build of 5-1 and just have Miller catch it, all the passes in catch-up mode and hope that Cooks does not go completely off because Cooks is the potential uh, uh, fly in the ointment, if you will, to the build is that you know there's a chance if Cooks goes off, he could outscore... DJ Moore or Sam Darnold and you know, your build looks kind of goofy because you're, you're forcing yourself to play two Texas wide receivers without the quarterback. It it doesn't really make a ton of sense, but you know, weird things happen in showdown all the time. So you gotta have to brace yourself for it. But like I said, it's not something I would suggest happening if you're not playing more than 10 lineups. So, to me, I think if you're only playing, like, a couple of lineups, I think Houston only one Houston player probably is the better way to go. You give yourself more chances for the blowout uh, scenario that you got your bases covered, and, and you kind of stick to that script. So, uh, that's all I got, folks. Uh, hopefully, this is beneficial to you. But uh, have uh, a good evening, and good luck uh, with uh, the slate tonight. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.